Welcome to Kicking It Local, the podcast all about the football community in South Australia. I'm your host, Johnny Kecko, and today I am joined by the 2022 Sergio Melter medalist, and also he is a player at Campbelltown City and won many trophies there in his time. I'm joined by Alex Mullen. Mate, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you very much, Johnny. It's, uh, it's good to be here. Thanks for having me on. Uh, it's a pleasure, mate, and uh, there's a lot to get through because um, before uh, planning, I thought it's going to be a good episode, but once I started planning the questions and going through your history, I was like, this is going to be a, a long uh, and exciting uh, episode because you've got so much to talk about, and not only your career, but also the family you come from. The Mullen family in South Australia is a well-known uh, and uh, well-respected uh, family. So I want to go off into that area first, but before that... The Man Picnic is uh, a little yeah. project you have on the side with a few mates. Yeah, yeah. And uh, in light of that, you brought some, um, for the first time ever, we're uh, drinking some Paralaf beer live on air. So we had that little bit of the Man Picnic uh, experience here today in the Kicking the Local. That's it, mate. I thought I'd, you know, it's a Friday, so, um, you know, happy Friday to you. I thought I'd bring in a few beers. So, yeah, cheers, mate. Yeah, cheers for that. There we go. Good Kicking idea. it all off with a beer in... Um, this uh, this episode it's it, it's a unique um, concept the kick, uh, man picnic so we'll talk about that a bit later um, but first of all let's get straight into uh, the 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 story behind you playing football because your family you come in the family from uh, a lot of footballers you got your young cousin coming through the ranks now is Isaac Mullen um, many other cousins including Daniel Mullen um, who played for LA United and a few other A League teams your brother Matt who's also in the uh, in the local leagues. And also your uncle, um, Joe Mullen, who a lot of people will know for his time at Adelaide City playing back in the day, and his uh, few coaching um, jobs, and also your coach at some point as well. What was it like growing up in a family with so many footballers, and it seems like you grew up around football most of your life? Yeah, oh, look, it was great. I mean, yeah, like you said, f- football's always <laughs> really been a huge part of us, yeah. uh, of our family, t- to be honest. And and. You know, really, it probably started with uh, my nan and my granddad um, coming over from England when they did. Um, they came over from 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 Middlesbrough, uh, came to Australia. Uh, literally, just nan and granddad and four boys. Yep. So the four boys being my dad, Peter, um, Joe, which most people know through the football community, uh, and Phil and and Uncle Tim as well. Um, but I think I think when they came to Australia, I think what football did for them is it actually gave them, you know, a sense of uh, community or belonging. Yeah. I think, and uh, I think Granddad just, you know, as as you do as an Englishman, lo- loves his loved loved his football, and you know, got his boys playing playing as much football as they could as they could. So they made friends, and you know, over the years, Uncle Joe did really well. Um, you know, in fact, they all did quite well in the, at least at the local level. Um, uh, my dad had two boys uh, and a girl. Uh, my brother, being the oldest, and me. Uh, Uncle Joe had two boys and a girl too, Daniel and Michael, and yeah, and a girl. And uh, look, in the backyard, just us four boys uh, just played and played and played. Um, it's just what we did most days. We we lived around the corner from each other, so after school or mostly on the weekends, you know, would spend you know so many so many hours and hours playing in the backyard against each yeah. other trying to outdo each other so yeah soccer's just always been there always something that we loved um always spurred us on to be better not only in in soccer but just as people as well i think who was the better footballer when you're growing up <laughs> uh, out of us four boys yeah out of the boys yeah a good question actually um it was 
it was actually Michael and my brother, Maddie. Yeah. Yeah, uh, which people people find that surprising, but um, like, firstly, my, my brother, he, he was, as a junior, I think he hit puberty at like 11 or 12 or something. So he, people used to call him like a, like a man child. So he was just a big, strong unit, really successful, like yeah. in his junior days, played um, played for the Joeys, under 17 Joeys, and, you know, did really well, had a few trials overseas and things. So he was looking like he was going to do really, really big things. And he still did do big things, you know, especially at the, the local level. level. And then Michael was the other one. He he just wouldn't stop scoring as a kid. Just yeah. scored so many goals. Um, and then there was me and Daniel, and we were just you know yeah, I don't know we just didn't hit puberty till like sixteen, seventeen. I, I remember it. There's a photo of of my cousin Daniel playing against my brother, and they just one looked like a man, and one looked like a little boy, you know. So yeah, and they're similar ages, aren't they? Yep. So they're like six months apart. Those yeah. two. Um, and the funny thing is, Daniel's just so much bigger and, and taller now than than Maddie. But yeah, just you know, just you know, the way people grow up differently. Um, but we, that's the thing; we always just had each other. Yeah. And you know, wh- whoever was good um, at the time, the other ones were just trying to get as good as them. Do you reckon that having that um, at home is what kind of helped you guys in uh, your footballing career and helping you to strive to get something better? And the three of you obviously got. A-league experience, some more than others, but you all got managed to get to that level in some capacity. Do you reckon having that backbone of the family and playing together at home and uh, competing almost with each other, yeah. do you reckon that helped you guys up? Yeah, oh, absolutely. I think it's probably one of the biggest reasons. Yeah, um, yeah we, we were always just trying to improve and improve, uh, mostly because we just loved doing it. It was just fun. Uh, we're never like a family, you know, inside playing PlayStation or anything like that. Yeah. We're, we're always out in the backyard, under the veranda or at Mobbery Vista Soccer <laughs> Club. Um, and it probably helped as well because Uncle Joe was still, you know, amongst the gang, coaching at Croydon probably back then. Uh, so we're always just kind of just spurring each other on as much as we can and just, you know, probably just naturally develop, just trying to outdo each other. Yeah. So, the, well, well, when you have boys playing together and uh, becoming competitive at that yeah, age yeah, from yeah. teenagers, there would have been some uh, interesting things that would have happened. Any any funny moments or um, oh, any, any fights or anything yeah, happened? Oh, look, <laughs> how long we got here? <laughs> I, I just, mate, heaps, so many, so many. There was a period there where like Maddie and Daniel, they, because they were so much better than me and Mike, we were a little bit younger. Yeah. Um, they would just be on teams, play like little 2v2s in the backyard. And they'll just keep the ball off us for forever to the point where me and Michael used to, you know, really get into, you know, get angry with each other because, you know, we weren't, you know, you know, tackling or, you know, playing our part. So plenty of fights, uh, me and Michael, a lot, a lot of tears. Um, but even just, even just, uh, me and Maddie, we, I remember what, actually it's quite, I remember one time, um, we were playing soccer and for whatever reason I was annoying, annoying Maddie. I remember he pushed me over and as he pushed me over he like kicked me but he kicked me he kicked me with like the the uh, like the toe part of his shoe oh. <laughs> and he ended up uh, he ended up fracturing my coxie bone oh, I, I couldn't no. play soccer for three months oh no yeah, how yeah, old yeah. were you back then oh man oh probably like 11 12 yeah 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 so 
I had to sit on like a little donut thing. <laughs> I couldn't sleep and I was, it was a terrible time. Oh, no. But it was all out of this competitive yeah. kind of like spirit, you know. We, I, I was just trying to keep up with him and he was probably just, <laughs> you know, he just got frustrated. He just, you know, just beat me up as, as he used to. How did he feel after that happened? Did he, oh, did he regret it? <laughs> oh, straight away, yeah. That's, that's the big thing, you know, like in the backyard. As yeah. I'm sure most people who, who play as a youngster, you know, you don't want to hit the the flowers or the plants or the fence or yep. you don't want to hurt your brother too much. No, so. I, knocked, I, I broke the sensor light in front of my house once, kicking the ball against the wall and I yeah. hit the sensor light and ripped it off the wall. So yeah. my dad wasn't happy with that. Oh, there you go, yeah. <laughs> but I know what it's like. And with brothers, you always, yeah, that competitiveness, the fighting. And uh, does that still happen today, that little bit of brotherly love? or Yeah, not so, not so much, really. Not so yeah. much, yeah. Obviously, you're a bit older now. A bit, a bit older, more. yeah. Like, um, Maddie's got two girls now yeah. and, you know, if I, if I'm getting married in a couple of about a month and a bit now so when we see each other it's just best friends kind of you know as as it has been for 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 a long time now now that's good because it's um those memories are great and then also if you didn't have that do you think you would have gone gotten as far as what you are where you are now in football or would it be a different path for you if you didn't have that backbone of the family and playing with your cousins yeah i think so um I think the family, what you mentioned there, is a big one. Like um, soccer is just a vehicle to you know to really try hard at something. Yeah. I think, and just the family support that we had, um, no matter what we we're going to do, you know, if we loved it, they were going to support us in yeah. it. And it just happened to be football, and you know that we were supported, had each other to spur each other on, and uh, it's probably what yeah, you know, it made some of us you know quite, quite successful. So, yeah. yeah. Well, now let's go um, on to where you went after that. You started off playing um, uh, uh, with your family, and now your career, you, you played at Sassy, um, also yep. Parra Hills as well, some of your junior years. Yep. What was that like, starting to play at those type of um, clubs and also the Sassy being the uh, the South Australian um, Institute? Yeah, the, the Institute was... was uh, um was fantastic, yeah. I think, uh, I'm trying to remember, I was probably like 30, 14, 15 probably at yeah. that age um, with the late Martin Crook. I don't know if you know that name, but yeah. a really respected coach. Um, really, really good for, for juniors in South Australia. Um, that, was a, that was my kind of first taste of, okay, like this is kind of like an elite group here. Yeah. Um, and, and I just remember thinking, all right, okay, like, if I really want to be good, like, this is, I really need to switch on now. I remember playing against players, or playing with players, sorry, like, Joey Joey Costa was really, really good, you know, like, exceptional back then. Um, Joel Miller, another name, was a fantastic player. Costa Mantis, uh, I could go on and on and on. Um, Shaheen Nujam, who, who still plays, uh, many good players. But yeah, that that was the time where I thought, wow, this this is getting serious now, um, and, and I want to, I'm so happy to yeah. be here, you know. Um, so yeah, yeah, the institute was great, and and to be honest, um, you know, when it kind of packed up a little bit, it was disappointing because I I felt like it was just a good kind of one to two years that junior players really yeah understood like wow, this is what it means to be a um, a football if you want to be one. Yeah, at least it was that to me anyway. So, when it did get up, like get rid, they did scrap it though. What um, do you think that's kind of changed what the the future of football is like? Yeah, it's hard to say, mate. I, I'm not too sure. Uh, 
like obviously they have different pathways now yeah. um like like uh with the with the junior setup yeah whether that's better or not i'm not too sure because i i, I can't compare it to what i had yeah um all i know is i just had that kind of like um light bulb moment where it, it wasn't just i love this game it was like i love this game now but also um if i want to continue it and be a professional if i want to do the best i can I need to be serious now and that gave me the wake up call so i mean if the current systems are doing that then you know great yeah great but yeah just for me the institute was was fantastic then as um after that you got some op- other opportunities and you trialed with adelaide united um the youth team yeah the youth team yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so what was that like because at the time i remember you saying off air your your um, uncle joe was the coach at the time Yep, Uncle Joe was, was the coach of the youth team back then. Yep, yep. So what was that like with trying to go and trial for that team, knowing your uncle was uh, the coach uh, of the team? It's something that your family's always dealt, you know, really well with. And, you know, I think back now as an older person, like older player, I think, you know, Uncle Joe's got a lot of... Uh, he should really be commended on how he handled those moments. Yeah. Um, it was a pretty significant period for me actually I, I, so yeah I, I tried with Adelaide United Youth my Uncle Joe was the coach and this is where it gets a bit tricky because uh, my brother he was the captain <laughs> he was the captain of the team yep. and my cousin Daniel was also in the team as well so there you've got three in the family and then there's me as a 16 year old trying to you know trying to get in there as well um, it would have been really difficult to manage you know I didn't end up making it so yep. I remember the day really well. My, you know, I, I think I made the last 22, and I think he, I think he picked like 20 or something. Yeah. And you know, it was kind of like, oh, you know, 50-50. Am I going to get in here? Uh, but I remember because again, he he they lived a street over from us. He he walked over my house, brought me in the front room, and just sat me down and and just said, yeah, look, not not this year, mate. So, but. At the time, I was devastated, right? But but now I think back and I, I just I commend him for it. You know, like it would have been a really difficult decision to make. Yeah. And he could have taken the easy option, like oh, just get him in there. You know, keep you know, yeah. keep everything happy. He may not have been ready for it, maybe. And that's the other thing. I, you know, I couldn't. You know, I probably wasn't even probably wasn't good enough. Yeah. You know? So, um, yeah, it, it was a it was an interesting kind of period. That did you um, did you find out eventually what the reason? Uh, was behind you not getting selected or are you still uh, it, it probably it probably was a bit of a, you know it, I, I wouldn't say it was in regards to being a, yeah. a mullen or anything yeah, yeah. Or, or that decision but I, I knew that was you know stirring in his head for sure but um, yeah. yeah it probably was just a case of you know just you know wasn't up to it and that you know as an uncle I can imagine it would have been a very hard conversation to have with your nephew yeah, I can yeah. imagine it would have been for him uh, have you ever spoken about it since then or because since then you have had him as a coach once again I have yeah yeah, yeah. been so, fortunate to be coached by him uh, we actually haven't I don't think yeah. I don't think actually um, yeah no I haven't but actually obviously it was a pivotal moment in, mm. in my soccer career because it, it you know sparked me to look elsewhere and think outside the box a little bit so after that, you ended up going overseas for another opportunity. Um, I think within, was it in the college system um, over there that you ended up getting an opportunity. Yeah, it was in uh, in America. I headed over to to North Carolina. I just, after that day, I went to. It was a Sunday. I remember the next day, I went to school, and my mate he he um, he migrated from from America, from yep. Michigan, and he. Um, 
he could tell I was gutted. Like he, he just knew. And he goes, why don't you go try, um, try over in America in the college system? I was like, America, what the, like back then it wasn't yeah. a, a nothing soccer, you know? Um, so I was like, what the, you know, why not? Like, I'm either going to go back to local league or I'm going to try something else. And he helped me like, um, do all the application and stuff. And I ended up, um, going to North Carolina to a university called, um, University of Mars Hill in North yep. Carolina. What was that like to the experience from being a youngster, late teens and going over to, um, the U S yeah, very different. Very, I think it was four flights I had to, I had to catch. I was just turned 18. Jeez. I was going over to something I'd never even, I didn't even know what was on the other side. Really. My parents were, didn't, couldn't believe it. I had to pay my own way. You know, if you want to do this, you have to, you know, pay your own way, uh, which I did. Um, and to be honest, as soon as I met the coach, met the players, I just just settled right in, and I, and I loved it. It was really, really good. Yeah. How did you find it? The trying to settle once you did settle in. How did you find the experience of playing over there? Yeah, great. Yeah, like I said, different. A lot of reliance on athleticism. Yeah. Um, we used to be in the gym f- like four four times a week, which I'd never been in the gym, you know, <laughs> back here. But. Um, it was good for me. It was you know, training every single day, great facilities. Um, and then uh, something that my dad was really happy about, I was studying at the same time. So, yeah. so I was kind of getting the best, best of both worlds, but also enjoying, you know, like being a college athlete and meeting friends and yeah. enjoying some parties here and there. So that nah, was really, really good experience. What, what, were you, what did you end up studying while you were there? Was it? Yeah, I studied a uh, Bachelor of Science yep. and... I, uh, they do it a bit differently. So it's Bachelor of Science and I specialise in athletic training. Okay. Yeah. So what was that like? Because if you don't, do you have to study to be able to go play your games? Like if you don't do keep up to date with all your study, yeah, are yeah, you allowed yeah. to play on the weekends still? Because I heard yeah. some schools um, make sure you're keeping up to date with the, your <laughs> studying right, as yeah. well. Was that, was that the case there, yours? Yeah, there's a big emphasis on um, grade point average or GPA, yeah. they call it grade point average. And um, it's out of four. I think the Australian system is out of seven or or eight or or something like that. But um, theirs is out of four. And if you don't hold a two point two GPA, yeah, you're ineligible to play. So <laughs> we had guys, <laughs> we had guys from like Colombia, Brazil, um, Scotland, England, you know, all over the world, right? And they're just here to play soccer. Yeah. So it was a constant struggle to get these guys like above a 2.1 or whatever it was just to be able to play. Yeah. So we had other, <laughs> we had like boys doing their homework we were in the study hall together, trying to get their GPAs <laughs> up just so we could get the best team out there on the weekend. You know? Yeah. So um, it was a lot great of- experience. Yeah, <laughs> really good one. Actually, yeah. When, when you bring it up, it's a great, great time. So did you ever um, help help others? You did you personally help others to do their homework to get them to play? Yeah, yeah, Regis, yeah. yeah. Uh, we had a boy from Zimbabwe. His English wasn't too hot, so I used to help him read over his um, his, yeah. his essays or whatever a little bit. But it was the beauty of it. Like we we all just wanted to play football. Yeah, you know, um, and we were a team. And yeah, we ended up winning uh, the the conference uh, the first year I was there which was good and made the nationals um, and it comes back to those study hall sessions we got we got the boys above that GPA and and they were able to, to play so that was really good so 
The um, when you finished up there, did you have anything lined up afterwards, or what was the next step for you after finishing up at college? Yeah, I came back to Adelaide. Um, I had a few like little kind of um, invites to go to these. Like over there, they do these things called combines. Yep. Um, well, they have a draft, and if you don't make the draft, um, you can go like a second, like second chance is going getting invited to these combine things. They're just essentially just big trials. Um, but I, I was kind of well and truly done with America. I wanted to come home. I felt like I had improved. I missed my family quite a bit as well. Um, so I was ready to come home to Adelaide and just, you know, play locally. And I felt like I was had improved. Yeah. Um, and just I, I went back to Power Hills. Yeah. The Parrot Hills, I think we mentioned it earlier, where your brother played there. Your uncle played a couple of years before moving to Adelaide City. Um, that connection at Parrot Hills, was it the big connection there um, for the club with your family? Yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think purposefully. Um, I think Uncle Joe played there for one or two years um, before or after. I'm not too sure. I think before, before. he went to yeah the NSL in Adelaide City. Um but for me, I, I'm not sure. I think, I think my dad. I think he like we we grew up in Golden Grove, Windvale. I think it was the option of Mobby Jets or Parry Hills, and I think um, Dad knew someone like a coach at yeah at Parry Hills, Ian Ian Smith, I think, and he, and uh, he said, yeah, just go go play for Parry Hills. What was the experience like playing at that club? Yeah, great, really good. Learned some really good like. Um, just fundamental principles of you know just just you know just trying your hardest and mm. never giving up like that kind of I don't know British kind of attitude where you yeah. just you just you know whatever happens I'm just gonna give it a good hard crack. Because yeah, there is a few clubs that has got that um, the English background. The Model Jets, yep. as you mentioned, yeah, yeah. was one Parry yeah. Hill. So is that why your family probably lent more towards it? Yeah, yeah, possibly, yeah. Um, but you know, Model Jets as yeah. well with it kind of British as well. Um, but like yeah, I just followed my brothers and what they were, my brother and my cousins what they were doing and um, yeah, just didn't look back really. Lo- loved the club, really really good, especially at junior level. Yeah, but then once you um, after that a few years later, you ended up getting a, an opportunity to go to the A League. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sydney FC is where that opportunity came for you. Only unfortunately, it was short lived. It was only a, a year that you were there. Yeah. But what was that experience like? Being able to to trial at. Um, uh, an A-League club at the time they were um, coached by Graham Arnold that's right yeah yeah, yeah it was oh, great it was a good experience I um at the time at Parry Hills I'd come back from America Barney Smith who we were talking about before he his father uh, got an opportunity to for me spoke to Graham Arnold for me and uh, I just had a call an invite to go for a week's trial um, went over there trained um he wasn't sure and then I came back and he wanted me for another week trained again and I think in that second week I, for whatever reason you know kind of turned his head a bit and and you know he committed to me it, it was a it was a mature age rookie contract so I was 24 at the time I was a bit older um, and yeah so I mean it was uh, I had a year there which was which was full of you know up, ups and downs um, but again great experience and something that you know I look back at and was happy I was a part of it well you had trials obviously you would have had trials in your time here in Adelaide you went overseas for a bit and then you got an A-League trial what was the difference 
being going to a club like that, obviously there would have been a little bit more pressure, I'm assuming, um, seeing it's a, a professional club. But how do you find it? Yeah, uh, look, it was definitely a, a, a level above for sure. Just in, in regards to how how fit they were, and I think that's the hardest thing for going from the MPL to the next level is that kind of just sharpness and, and being fit. And you only get that through consistent training. Um, that's what I found the biggest jump. And that's why I thought the second week I was a bit more attuned to it. Um, but when you're in the change room, you look around the change room, you've got like the likes of, you know, like Alex Brosk and, you know, Milos Ninkovic, you know, Mikhail Tavares, Dimitrovic, these players that have played some at World, World Cups, you know, and there's me from Golden Grove, Parry Hills. Like it, it was it, for me, it was a little bit like, wow, okay, this this is I'm here, you know. Yeah. Um, so that made it, you know, quite, you know, not nerve wracking, but you know, like, okay, I need to perform here, you know, if I want to stay here. So, yeah, great experience, and um, look, um, all things, all good things come to an end. So it just didn't eventuate in the end, but. Um, still, again, loved it. Yeah, you had a few, only a couple of games while you were there. I think a couple were in the Asian Cup yep. from memory and yep. also one in the A-League um, only. But that one game you played in the A-League, ironically, it was against Adelaide United. What That's was right, that yeah. experience playing against your home club that also your brother, uh, sorry, your cousin and your brother played um, a little bit at as well? Yeah, it was it was good. <laughs> it was sorry, good. Our Siri. Our Siri. Um, yeah, we played at Allianz in in, in Sydney. Yep. Um, yeah, it was good. Loved it. We I think we lost three uh, three one or or two, or two nil. I can't remember exactly, but um, yeah, it's just to make my debut. You know, just to tick that off and and just have the knowledge that I did play. You know, a professional A League game. Um, it's something I'm proud of. Yeah. How'd you find it? Was it at the level that you think you could perform at for more more games, or was that was that um, higher than you thought it would have been? Uh, I definitely felt like I, I was capable to, to be on that pitch for sure, yeah. but um, it's definitely like a level above, you know, the the MPL. Just in terms of again, just the, the fitness levels and sharpness, mm-hmm. you know, as a midfielder, you know, pr- probably in the MPL, you you know, you're running, you know, 10, 11, maybe twelve k's, but you know, in that kind of environment probably a bit a bit more you know and it's just so much sharper and you just need to be more attuned to that kind of fitness kind of levels but again that comes with time and experience and uh and and game consistent games played so yeah it, it was a good experience um but uh yeah uh one that one that came to an end but it's okay but if you were to go back and do that had the opportunity to do it again would there be anything you'd do differently um with yeah. that time yeah good great question yeah yeah 100 percent I think, I think going now, I was very um, timid, and if I had my time again, I wouldn't um, just wait and hope that you know get selected. I'd be I'd be knocking on the on the manager's door a bit more, and saying what do I need to, what do I need to do? Why aren't you playing me? Because there were periods where I felt like I deserved mm. to play. Um, so yeah, I, I think just being a bit more, a bit more ballsy, and yep. being like, okay, I'm here. I know I've got a year contract. I want to play what's the reason why yeah but I think again like just looking around the room you know in many ways I thought geez how can I compete with these guys you know but that comes with age and experience you know you look back and think wow I did have it in me I should have just been a bit more bolder with you know with, with knocking on his door and 
saying, come on, like, I'm here, I want to play on another contract, you know? Yeah, and co- getting coach under Graham Arnold, what was that like, that experience? And now he's obviously the uh, the Australia coach for yeah. Soccer Roos. What was it like having him there? It was only seven years ago that you yeah, good. played there. Yeah, Arnie was great. He, he was really, um, really tough and firm with his with his players and his training sessions. Um but he did. He he was very person personable and, and always would, would put your arm around you and say, "Hey, how's things going? You know, are, are you okay?" Uh, which is v- very different to what people perceive him from. On you yeah. know through his interviews and things, people think he's quite you know arrogant and you know f- you know he's, uh, boldly spoken and um, but behind closed doors, he's definitely uh, like a like a manager or a coach that really cares about each yeah. one of his players. So. And me included, a player that wasn't really playing that much. So, that, so yeah, it speaks volumes of, of him. What was it like being in the change rooms? Because only recently, like only in a few weeks um, now, we, we're getting an insight to what it's like in the A-League uh, change room with um, A-League's All Access, a new documentary series mm-hmm. that's available now. Um, and I'm enjoying watching this. You're seeing players like Nani and also um, Charlie Austin and all that. We're getting to see an insight of what it's like in the change rooms. And the, the Brisbane Raw one was in, unreal because you're seeing them going off with each other, getting angry at halftime and after the game, hugging each other, yeah. even though they lose, they lost the game 2-0. Yeah. But it just shows what it's like. But we never had that back then. What was the insight to that game that you were a part of and um, any other time during the change room? What was it like back then um, uh, in the change room at Sydney FC? Yeah, similar. Very similar to those, you know, those docos. Just, but also no, no real different to the MPL. Some MPL um, change rooms are like this as well. Um, yeah, at the end of the day, we're all players and we want to win. And, you know, sometimes emotions get the better of us and we, you know, like, you know, people throwing boots or, you yeah. know, drink bottles around or getting into arguments. Um, but I guess, yeah, like going back to the Sydney change room, it was just, just everything obviously was more professional. You had it, you had your own station, you had everything laid out for you. You had, you know, not just one or two coaches, you had, mm. you know, four or five masseuses, you had all of that stuff. Um, so it was more professional, but that kind of hunger to win, uh, shines through, I think, at like at all levels. I yeah. think, yeah. When that unfortunately that year came to an end, what was it? What was it like for you? Um, did was there ever talks about another season or um, another option or anything like that, or, or any other clubs pop up? Yeah, I came. I came back to Adelaide um, and was on trial with with Adelaide United for three or four weeks, yep. I think, um, and it was going really well. Enjoying it. Um, yeah, I went. I went to Port Pirie. I remember the trip to Port Pirie, and on the way home from Port Pirie, it was looking likely that you know they wanted to commit to me. And I was. I remember going home and telling Dad, and he was really pleased. And and then um, they, you know, he just um, brought me in and said they'd spent another player that they've signed from Melbourne, Jesse Macaroonis, who was I think he was like in the Oli Roos at the time, yeah. same position. So they went with him, and and yeah, that that was just. That was just it, really. And then all of a sudden, all the A-League teams kind of had their, their squads put together. Um, so I was back playing for Parry Hills after that. If you had known a little bit sooner about the their decision, um, would you have reckoned it would have changed things for you? You would have been able to find another club? Oh, uh, look, yeah, maybe, maybe. It's all in hindsight now, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Look, maybe. I, I'm not too sure, but... Um, I think, like you said, hindsight is you know twenty twenty. Like you can make the best decisions after. Yeah. But um, I wouldn't change a thing. You know, like you know, all these little lessons and all these kind of experiences make you 
who you are today, you know? Yeah. So I don't think I would ever look back and change a thing, to be honest. Yeah, well, that's a good way of putting it because it, if it wasn't for those things, you wouldn't be the strong player that you are now, potentially, or you wouldn't do things the way you do it now either. Yeah, possibly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. When going back to um, to Parra Hills now, the... Um, the uh, what was it like going back to that club where you where you played a little bit prior to as well? Was it was it um, and also coming back off an A League season, mm. um, albeit just the the one game. But what was that like getting back to that local level again and playing in that in the league? It was great for, for me. It was, it was just a, it was just a privilege to play. I hadn't played for for so long. Uh, I was playing you know in and out of the youth team at Sydney, so. Just to come back and know and know that I have regular games ahead of me, that was the year also that my brother played at Parrios. Alex Sanarski, another yep. good friend, played. Uh, Shane Tobias, um, you know, a couple of us, you know, really really close close friends played together, and we actually did quite well that year. I think we finished second. Um, but for me, it was just really, you know, the thought of playing regularly that I just loved. So. Yeah, nothing really changes when you when you, you really enjoy the game. Yeah, who was the coach um, at that time at Parry Hills? Uh, who was the coach back then? Jeez, I think it was Simon Canzaro, yep. I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, sorry, um, apologies. Simon Barney were before Sydney. Uh, sorry, it was um, Daryl Avery. I'm not okay. sure if you're familiar with that name. Yeah, I've heard. But he's, uh, he came over from England. Yeah. One, actually, one of the, um, one of the uh, better coaches I've had over my career, for sure. What what made him different to all the other coaches? Well, he was young. He was, yeah. he, was he was a lot younger. I think uh, he was like thirty in his late thirties when he, when he was coaching, but just really really intelligent with some of the things he did. Mm. Really passionate, and uh, spoke to you more of like a um, like a mate, like yeah. a big strong kind of like mateship in in that group. Um, yeah, re- really good coach, Dar Avery. Enough. After this um, Power Hill stint that you had there, you and your brother ended up moving to Campbelltown City. Um, yeah. So that move there was a significant one because it's two Mullins moving to a team that's coached by a Mullin. Yeah. Joe Mullin. What yeah. was that like to be signed by your uncle? Yeah, it was good. It was kind of like full circle, really, what yeah. we were talking about before. Um, yeah, great. I think I knew then, like I was, I was 20, I think 25 or 26 then, I think... I knew that I needed to make a change in terms of if I wanted to, to win things and, yeah. and win trophies. Um, yeah, Uncle Joe just just called me and, and just said, look, we'd love to have you at the club. I want you to think about it. Um, we want Maddie to come over as well. Uh, no pressure, have a think about it. And then it was a conversation, I think, with, with Ian Fife that I had over the phone, who was the captain at the time, that I thought, yeah. And he kind of like just convinced me that, look, at the end of the day, like, yeah. um, it's not where you, it's not really as much where you play. Like, you look back at your career and you think, did I win things? Did I enjoy it? And, you know, the people around me, were they good people? So, yeah, he, yeah, he was the one that probably convinced me to, 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 go, to go across and, yeah, probably the best decision I've made in my career, really, going to Campbelltown. The, having your uncle there, did that make it easier or a little bit harder? Because a lot of people, when they see players that, play at a club where their uncle or their father most likely are, playing, are coaching there, there seems to be that little bit of um, mm. people instantly think there's a bit of uh, um, what do you call it the uh, favouritism yeah favouritism yeah, yeah, yeah. but did, did you did that kind of turn you off it or was it an easy decision because you knew what your uncle was like uh, it was an easy decision That for me it never came to that at all like 
Like that's where, like I think about Uncle Joe. He's just, he just has that ability to, um, you know, I'm his nephew, and off the pitch, we're you know very, very, very close, and you know, with our relationships, all of us. Um, but when it's football, he just has this ability to, not, you know, not favour you at all, but also not be on your back either. Yeah. Like he's just, that, he just treats you like just another player. And um, yeah, I think that's one of his, you know, really big skills um, as a as a you know as a coach, just that man management skill. The um, un- under him, you you managed to get into the uh, the national Premier League, um, the national competition, the series, national series. Yeah. I think you won it that year as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, 2018. Yeah. yeah. So what was that like to be a part of that national competition, and then um, which unfortunately is not around at the moment. Hopefully, it does get back in. I know. A lot of players wanted to come back, but what was it like to be a part of that and then be able to take it out as the national champions? Yeah, it was brilliant. It was great. Um, that 2018 team at Town was just just fantastic. Really, really good people, good players, good, and just a great team uh, led by a good coach. We just that that national tournament is when we realised, wow, this team's special because you know we're playing the champions of all these other you know yeah. you know so called bigger you know, bigger federations like your Victoria and your Sydney. Mm. And uh, we're, we're beating them and beating them like quite comfortably as well. We've, you know, so um, I think we played Lions in the final at Campbelltown as well. We had a good, uh, you know, good crowd down there. And yeah, it was just great. Kind of just ticked off a really successful year that year. Being able to travel for like a proper, at that time, we uh, 2018, yeah, we did have the, um, the uh, FFA Cup back then as well. But being able to go and travel um, against other MTL teams for a, a, a competition like that, mm. what was it like with the, the team being able to um, travel and play these type of Yeah, wicked. Comp- yeah, it was so fun. <laughs> because, you know, we're not professionals, you know, so it, it was just a, um, a privilege, you know, yeah. to you know, work all week and then we knew we had this game on the weekend playing against the champion of another federation. And if we won, we, you know, to, to be honest, if we lost as well, but if, if we won, we'd go out and have a night out there, yeah. you know. And all just be together, and these these are the memories, like as in a team that you remember. You know, it's it's football and it's serious, you know, on the day. But at the end of the day, like after it, you know, you go out and enjoy yourselves, you know, as a team. Yeah, what, as was, friends. Some, what was some of your favourite moments from that cup, that competition? Um, oh, I on think, or off the field? Yeah, I think um, I think winning it back at yeah. home was probably the best, um, the best moment because you're actually a champion, I guess. Um, but I think we went to Canberra uh, and played against the Croatian Canberra. I can't even remember their team. Canberra something. But we beat them three one, and um, I just remember the night out after. It was just <laughs> brilliant. It was just brilliant. All like twenty of us in in this you know dingy nightclub in in Canberra, all just you know loving <laughs> loving each other and just having a good time, and then having to rock up the next morning on the bus at like eight or nine o'clock in the morning. So. Nah, just yeah, those types of memories is just the best. The, the um, you had a good run at um, Campbelltown for a while there. You were champions in uh, the local champions in twenty eighteen, um, nineteen, and twenty. So three years in a row. What was that like to be a part of that club? Because you say that first year you loved it and it was a good club to be around um, yeah. and a great team you had at the time. But to continue that success, what was that like to be a part of a? Um, a, a team that's continually successful. Yeah, great, it, really good. Um, 
the, yeah, the thing that 2018 team was it was my first year, so like I wasn't really um, like I didn't ha- I felt like I just had my blinkers on. I just wanted mm. to do well and you know earn my position position and you know and, and win. But I think over the consecutive years, the 2019 that 2020, you start to really form some really deep relationships with committee members and volunteers, yeah. and juniors and that type of thing. So. I think in the 2019 and 2020 season, um, you know, they were just just as special, if not more special, because you're celebrating with, you know, like your chicks or your, you know, Don Lee and Bruno, the, the chairman, or uh, your Albies, you know, um, or your Julies, like all these volunteers, people on the committee that, you know, love the club more than you, you know, they, yeah. they've been there forever. Um, so yeah, so to have that success over um, 18, 19, 20 was great. And a lot of the playing group were the same as well. So uh, it's really special. I, I've got this actually, I've got, a, um, I've got a photo in my study at home of the 2018 uh, team. And it shows every single, it's like a mugshot of each player and yeah. coach. And a big picture of us. Um, you know, with all medals around our um, necks and stuff, and it, I still look at it today. Like most days, I just think, "Wow, like what a what a great year that was," you know. And you know, to carry on that success over the consecutive years and do the three P was, yeah, unreal. Who were some of the favourite players to play alongside um, during that time there? And eventually, you end up having your brother, uh, your cousin Daniel, join you as well at the club. Yeah. So, what was it like? Um, who was your favourite player to to play with during that time? Yeah, hard hard to narrow it down to to one um all of them were great mate all of them were, were fantastic but i've got a really strong bond with um adam piscaneri uh, other midfielder central midfielder we just seem to get each other i think um we're quite different players technically he's probably one of the best players i've ever seen you know um but i probably do you know a, a bit more of like the leg work or whatever yeah. and but what we do is we just have a kind of like a, a sense of, you know, how each other are feeling. If one's tired, then the other one will step in. Been a real joy to play with him, uh, to be honest. Yeah. So so him uh, and then I can't go past Yohi, our, yeah. our Japanese winger. Just fantastic. Just a great person as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's, I've had a few good memories with, with Yohi, but... There's been certain games where he's just absolutely just taken the game by storm, just done his own thing and won us games. So yeah, probably those two. Well, sadly, that brings us to the end of part one of my chat with Alex Mullen. And what a chat it's been so far. Some incredible stories, but there's a whole lot more to come in part two. And here's a quick sneak peek. Josh Murray had a you know, real stellar season. So, yeah, it was a great, it was a great night. Um, to have my dad there to see that was probably more important to me than anything. He's just one of many, you know, there's Joe Janko as well. Like he's another one, like just, I was speaking to him on the night and he was mentioning that he's got photos of like my dad and my uncles and. We couldn't talk about the man people picnic without the, uh, the, the guest of honor you had on for a bit as well. Matt Mays is from Football South Australia. He's a media manager there. Yes. But he did a really good job of, uh, Getting you guys uh, a great beer called the Lout. The Lout, yep. yep, yep. He somehow managed to get these Lout beers over from England. Like they don't even sell them in Australia. Like he flew them over, and uh, he uh, he he brought brought like six of those beers along. So we tried that, and um, he put he put a video together 
of the layout in our man Pitney. And Peter Crouch ended up putting it on his Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> so we were like, what's going on? Like, we're just a couple of mates from Adelaide, like drinking beers in the in the park. And yeah. Peter Crouch is retweeting us or whatever he's doing. Make sure you keep an eye out for part two of my chat with Alex Mullen as we talk about the night he won the Sergio Milton medal and also the man pick. That was part one with Alex Mullen. Make sure you subscribe to Kicking It Local wherever you get your podcasts so you can get a taste of the SA football community. Plus, follow at Kicking It Local SA on Instagram and Twitter so you don't miss any of the action. See you soon.